Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you. Oh, how was your week going? Hey, man, it's almost... Hey, man. Dig it, man. It's almost fucking Friday, right? Then, you know, next week you got the short week. Huh? Short like your uncle who plays that crazy D every time you play fucking basketball. Little hairy fucker running all around, you know, always ends up on the skins team. Going by you just a fucking, I remember one time playing fucking uh, pickup hoop way back in the day. And uh, there was just this mountain of a man on the other team and uh, who had no shame. And it was shirts and skins. And we wanted to be like, hey, buddy, you're fat enough that we're not going to forget you. And we're going to remember that you're on the other team. But nope, he was like, hey, I I don't want any preferential treatment. I want to be treated just like everybody else, okay? If everybody on my team is going skins, I'm going skins. So he takes off his fucking pocket tee. Because what else is a giant fucking person going to wear but a pocket tee? Shout out to people who make pocket tees. You know? Helping fatties around the world, sweatpants and pocket tees. You know, shout out to the people that that uh, design the dimensions for those for, uh, you know, and then hand them off to those poor people that make $3 a month to sew that giant, you know. They probably say in some sort of different language other than English, why would you put a pocket on a tarp? Um, it's actually... Uh this might be hard for you to wrap your head around, but uh, in other parts of the world, there's such an abundance of food that your torso could get this fucking bad. Jeez. Um, we'll be right back with chatter, questions in a sweatshop after these messages. I think that's a show. That should be on Lifetime. And I think Tara Reed should host it. <clears throat> or Brooke Burke. Remember all those shows back in the day? You know, those travel things. Or didn't Tara Reid take over for Brooke Burke? Didn't I do a bit about that with Kumia way back in the day in Opie and Anthony? I don't remember. I have old brain. Was that a week ago? Was that 10 years ago? Or did it happen to somebody else? Or did it never happen? Um, I was reading about the Nazi hunters this morning on my phone. I picked up my phone to see if I had any text messages. And next thing you know, I was on the internet. And next thing you know... I was I was reading about Adolf Eichmann. How does that happen? I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe my wife was was asking for a pair of boots for Christmas, you know, and I clicked on boots and then it was like, who had the greatest boots of ever? Of ever? Ever. Sorry, not of ever. Who had the greatest boots ever? And then if you read enough on boots, eventually you're going to end up with the Nazis. You know, and there'll be some fashionista out there that's going to be talking about, you know, as much as what they did was horrible. I got to tell you, they looked really sharp when they were doing it. And then next thing you know, you're reading about Adolf Eichmann. I don't think that's how it went down, but I find that fascinating that uh, that after World War II, for whatever fucking reason, what is it about South America? Ole, 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 ole. Did they even sing that down there? What is it about them? That they're such an empathetic continent that even they could see the good in the Nazis, you know? Okay, yes, 
he's instrumental in at least, you know, 500,000 deaths himself. You know, but here's something else you might want to take in consideration. Do you know he's really into sailing? You know, he actually paints portraits of schooners. I mean, let's, let's try and judge the whole person. Um, yeah, I, are there any movies about that? I, I have seen some, like, uh, documentaries on that, but um, I don't know. It just, that just fascinates the hell out of me that, I mean, talk about the ultimate fucking fugitive. I mean, these serial killers, what do they get up? 30, 40 pedestrian numbers. These fucking, you're sitting there walking around trying to blend into society and you've killed 500,000 fucking people. Hey, what's your name? Oh, uh, Frank. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, and then the Mossad, would, would, they, would, they would somehow track these fucking people down. You know, and they would they would then observe them and, and double check to make triple check what make sure it's the right fucking person. Then they had to kidnap them out of the fucking country like they drugged Adolf Eichmann and somehow dressed him as a flight attendant, which I don't get. It's some it's like some weekend at Bernie shit. And. uh you know, oh, you know, why is this guy passed out? Oh, don't worry. He's not the pilot. He's just a flight attendant. Ha, ha, ha. And then they fucking got him out of there. And, um, oh, I know how I ended up doing this. This is how I got up to fucking Eichmann. Was I went on to Twitter, and once again, someone was tweeting something about whatever was going on with Trump, but I had no idea what it was. I read it. Pat Oswalt uh, retweeted something about the New York Times. And it was the it was the front page, and I read the whole thing, and none of it meant anything to me because they wouldn't actually say what was going on. And they're assuming that you've been following the story, which I haven't been. And then it's a politician answering questions, trying to implicate somebody else while keeping his own ass out of the sling. So it was very vague speak, but he did he used the expression "I was following orders." So of course everybody jumps on that and like following orders. Um, and yeah, I think my next search and the next thing you know, I was reading about those fucking guys. Um, I guess the angel of death guy, that piece of shit, he actually fucking died of a stroke, drowned while swimming. They never caught that motherfucker. Um, I don't know. If anybody knows of a really good doc, I saw one documentary where they followed this fucking former Nazi guy and they... Uh, they finally cornered the guy and there was like three of them and they, the the Mossad guys, they stripped out of their fucking BVDs because they didn't, I don't, for whatever, they didn't want any bloody clothes or whatever. And they got this guy and they, they, they honed in on his greed or something and he wasn't making as much money, you know, and he was the shit when he was in fucking Germany, he had all this shit that he stole or whatever. Right. So they go, they, Bring him into the room, and it's the Joe Pesci moment. He thinks he's going to get made, and he's like, ah, no, except there was no guns. They couldn't make any noise, and they started beating this guy, and they said he fought like a fucking lion. And there was, and the guy was like in his 50s or 60s at that point. There was at one point, there was actually a question of whether they were going to win the fight or not. 
And uh, they finally got the guy. And then it's fucked up. Is every time they caught one of those guys, then there would be all this anti-Semitic shit that happened down in Brazil. I had no fucking idea. You know, I thought everybody down there was cool. Now, I'm not judging the whole goddamn continent. You know. But when your foreign policy is as fucked up as ours, it's nice every once in a while to see another continent doing some bad shit. Granted, it takes a whole continent. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. I went, to the, uh, I went to the Celtics game last night out here in Los Angeles. I saw the uh, Boston Celtics against the Los Angeles fucking Clippers. And... Um, this is hilarious. The first half of that game might have been the most boring NBA game I ever went to. And what was hilarious was Floyd Mayweather was sitting uh, in the front row at the game. And I was too far away. Plus, I also lacked the balls. But I was thinking a great heckle at that moment in the game would have been like, Hey, Floyd, the first half of this game is as boring as your last 22 pay-per-view fights. <laughs> And when he turns around and looks at you, be like, dude, fuck you. I'm like 1200 bucks in on you on absolute snooze fests. I get your little roll of the shoulders. You turn sideways. Oh, nobody can see you, but you're right there. Hit somebody. Poo, 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 poo. Um, having said that, he's one of the greatest of all time. But Jesus, um, that I get fucked over on a lot of pay-per-views with that guy. So it was boring as shit. I'm sitting there laughing with my buddy the whole time we're going to the game. I go, they're going to lose this game. He goes, they're not going to lose. they got a great fucking team. By the way, I don't even recognize half the people on the fucking team. Um, I mean, they, they really they, tell you, they shook it up over there, okay? Uh, there was Jason Tatum was still there. Uh, Marcus Smart. Trying to, everybody else seemed to be, like, brand new. Who's this Brad Wanamaker? Is that how you said he had a great fucking game? Shout out to Daniel Theus for actually going up and trying to block a dunk. Granted, he got fucking, you know, posterized, as they said back in the day. But uh, I like that he actually challenged him. Um, Leonard, my God, was a fucking monster dunk. That was like right in front of us, too. Um, I don't know, but I, I like our team. But I was saying to my buddy, I go, dude, I've been to this fucking game since I've been out in L.A. I've gone to this game like four times and every time the Clippers win. Whether pre-Blake Griffin, they, I saw the big three. Blake Griffin might have been there. Like 10 years ago, the big three, I went out there and they fucking, I went to the game and they fucking lost to a no-name Clipper team. And this is basically the deal, okay, I found with Boston teams when they go out there. If the Bruins come out and they got like Anaheim and then the Kings or then the, the Kings and then Anaheim. Uh, one of the games they're going to win and one of the games going to be a stinkeroo because there's just too much talent out there. And I'm not talking about the teams, if you know what I mean. OK, they see the Hollywood sign. They see the glitz, some of the top fucking ash, a lot of work out there. And I, I, that is my theory. They come out there. They fuck around. I mean, I, I knew these guys. Um, that worked for another NBA team, and they used to bring their NBA team. They try to keep them down Manhattan Beach. They try to keep them away from the horse so they could go in there and get a W. Um, I don't think that that's actually the issue because the first, I don't know, the first half was like a fucking snooze fest, and then in the second half, they came out guns a-blazing. It went into overtime. Um, 
It was a great game. And I tell you, I really enjoyed watching Doc Rivers work in the refs. Um, former Celtic coach, Atlanta Hawk, all of that. One of the fucking Hall of Famer, right? That fucking guy. I mean, Brad Stevens was almost at half court too, but like he spent half the game almost at half court. And he has such seniority, they're not going to tell him to get back in the coach's box. Between the end of the game and this beginning of overtime, he spent his entire time working one of the refs. And the ref's just sitting there listening to it. It was at no point, he's like, hey, Doc, you might want to go over and talk to your team. You want to win this fucking game. Um, they came out and, uh, and beat us. But I got to tell you, it was great. There wasn't a lot, a lot of overly, look what I just did, celebrating. I think the fact that Leonard does what he does during a game and doesn't fucking barely even blink an eye, I think it makes everybody tone down their uh, ripping open their shirts, acting as though they're turning into Superman. Ugh. Um, <laughs> I scored a touchdown. Am I Clark Kent turning into Superman? No, no, you're not. No, you're not. Um, you're really not. Um, anyway. Do you think the Mossad did that? And when they caught one of the fucking Nazi hunters, do you think they then pretended to fuck a big... If they didn't do that, if they didn't just capture a guy that killed 500,000 of their own fucking people and they didn't do a little fucking, you know, <laughs> whatever the fuck these kids are doing today, then how are you justifying that after you just hit a three-pointer? I don't know. Anyway, but after the game was hilarious, so we walked out. I mean, my lovely, lovely wife... Um, you know, went to the game with a couple friends of ours, and I was in such a good mood. We actually live Instagrammed, whatever the fuck that is, live streamed. Um, just had a great fucking time. And uh, when we walked out, we Ubered there. So it was just that mass of humanity that they all funnel into one area. Can we walk over here with this air? Sorry, sir, you're not allowed to walk over there at 9-11. Uh, I could walk over here fucking two years ago. I'm sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. That, that fucking horse shit. So it's like, it's like, all right, all right, you know? So we all fucking walk down this one place and it's just every fucking person out there with fucking bedazzled horseshoes is trying to get an Uber out here in Los Angeles. So we decide to keep walking up the block and we run into a cab and he goes, well, you know, it's high traffic time uh, it's gonna be about 40 bucks when it should have been 17 i just went all right fuck it you got me capitalism go ahead so i fucking get in the cab with my lovely wife and we start going up the street and as we're going up the street there's this kid on a scooter and the cab driver just shakes his head just going and just basically started talking about how fucking dangerous and incredibly reckless that is to do with you. It, it is. He goes, they're supposed to be over in the bike lane. This kid was like out in the middle of the fucking road, right? Dark clothes on, on a fucking scooter, driving down the street with like people are texting. <laughs> fucking, I don't think Evil Knievel would do that. At least he'd have on his riding leathers and a helmet, right? Anyway, um... So as we're driving, there ended up being this fucking drunk Clippers fan. It was fucking hilarious. He was walking in the middle of the street, just walking, and he had his hands up doing the, with the number one fingers in both hands because they just won game 12 of fucking 81 games or whatever the fuck they play in the, uh, the NBA. So uh, it was a great time. Great people watching and that type of shit. And uh, Clippers games, underrated. 
Underrated. Great fucking sports fans. Lakers games are fun if you sit in the upper deck. If you sit down below, there's just too many, uh, too many pylon fucking, I don't know, Real Housewives vibes down there. Um, and I've always told you, the, the Staples Center is like the king of like the haves and the have-nots. It's like uh, you have the whole lower bowl where you got to have money, and then there's just like three layers of fucking luxury boxes. And then this little fucking upper deck way up top. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. What do I give, what do I give a fuck? It's not my franchise, right? All right. I got a couple of reads here. Butcher box. You know, when it comes to meat, quality matters. But there's more to it than texture and taste. Talk about the hidden costs with low-quality meat. Off flavor, costs to environment, etc. What? How do I know about the hidden costs of local quality meat? What am I, a fucking butcher? Um, Why is high-quality, humanely raised meat important to you? Better for you, better for the animal, better for the environment. What's your favorite cut of meat? I like the pork chop. There's a lot of questions with this. How do you like to prepare it? A little salt and pepper? Um, I, I, I sear it on the oven in a cast iron skillet. I finish it in the oven, and then I bring it back up top for a little butter bath, a little garlic butter bath, maybe some rosemary. Not everyone has convenient access to high-quality meat. Luckily, there's ButcherBox. ButcherBox believes everyone deserves high-quality, humanely sourced meat. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated section of high-quality meat right to my house. All meat is free. Hey, guys, I'm doing a recording here. No respect. I mean, you hear me? You're going to think I'm in here talking to myself about ButcherBox? I mean, obviously, I'm, this is a continuation of the show. Every month, ButcherBox ships meat, a curated selection of high-quality meat right to my home. All meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individual meals. Unless you're a fat bastard, you'll probably get six. Packed fresh and shipped frozen and vacuum sealed so it stays that way. I can customize my box or go with one of theirs. Either way, I get exactly what I want. It's the best meat shipped right to my door, which goes one less trip to the grocers. You know what's funny about this copy? You switch a couple of words and you're getting a mail order bride. I can customize my box. It's delivered right to my... Yeah, it's it's all there. Options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef... Free organic, free range organic chicken, heritage breed pork, my favorite, wild caught Alaskan salmon. You don't know what they're going to do. And sugar, nitrate free bacon. Butcher Box is the most affordable, convenient way to get healthy, humanely raised meat before they kill it. Which butcher, with Butcher Box, you can, you get the highest quality meat for just around $6 a meal. And they even have free shipping nationwide except Alaska and Hawaii. Right now, you can get two pounds of ground beef, two packs of bacon absolutely free, plus $20 off your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash burr or use the promo code burr at checkout. That's butcherbox.com slash burr or use the promo code burr at checkout. All right, stance. Oh, this is a new one. Do you remember when socks used to be one of the worst things you could get at Christmas? It went fruitcakes, then socks, then maybe a gift certificate to a restaurant you didn't like. Tell a story about a horrible gift. I've already done this a million times. I bought that chick a fucking polo shirt for her birthday. She said, what the fuck is this? And started yelling at me. And I sat in the corner of her bed while she scolded me. It took me about six minutes to get the self-esteem to tell her to go fuck herself. 
And uh, we continued dating for about three months after that for some reason. Uh, well, times have changed because over the last few years, Stance has completely changed the reputation of socks. Uh, they took this piece of apparel no one cared about and made them something. Hey, Michael Jackson cared about them. That's why he wore such short little pants there. Uh, and made them something people can't stop talking about. And they're now the go-to gift for people who really want to make someone feel happy during the holidays. The quality and detail that goes into Stance socks is incredible. The design range from simple to elaborate with a ton of insanely cool collaborations like their NBA and MLB collections. Star Wars The Mandalorian. Hey, I know a guy that's in that thing. Maybe episode six, from what I heard. The Office, Elf, Step Brothers, Wu-Tang, Metallica, and a lot more. How come they don't do a Billy Freckles sock? Um, I don't know if you're like me, but I find holiday shopping truly painful. Why would they fucking write that? They don't know me. I do find it incredibly painful. Nice guess, Stance. Incredible design and comfort, unmatched durability, casual everyday styles uh, like no one, like no shows and crews or performance athletic products. Like no shows? I don't even know what any of that means. Official on-field sock of Major League Baseball. You know they are great socks when Major League puts them on every player's feet. Quality socks for everyone. Stance collaborates with great brands, artists, athletes, and cultural icons. We've already read all of these. We'll add Marvel, Carhartt, Star Wars, Disney, X-Men. This is the longest fucking copy ever. My listeners get a free pair of socks with their next order. All you have to do is go to stance.com slash burr. That's stance.com slash burr. I can't think of a better gift to get or give this holiday than stance socks. Hey, Nia, mm. how about I get you some stance socks for Christmas? I love it. Yep. Do that in, in, in place of a diamond necklace. <laughs> Take that guesswork out of holiday shop. Take the guesswork out of holiday shopping. Stance makes Gift-giving easy, and everyone will be happy. Stance.com slash Burr for all your holiday needs and free socks with purchase. Um, so, anyway, hey, guess what? Oh, Billy Freckles. Oh, Freckled Face Fucko is uh, Sunday. It'll be one year. Sober? No booze. And I got to tell you, last night, last night I almost accidentally drank a beer. I went up and I was, you know, somebody we were with, got us around of shit and I got some waters and I got some waters and then I fucking went I said all right I got to get around so I went up to go get around and uh they poured the beers into like these these big plastic cups so as I was going like they'd filled it up to the top which was very nice of them usually they they alligate around it and it was gonna like spill onto my hand so out of force of habit I almost went down and just Drank, which would have been bad on two levels. One, I'm trying to stay sober, but number one, it wasn't even going to be my beer. It was just like muscle memory. And I was like, whoa, I almost did that. And then I sort of stared at the beer like, ooh, you know, like fucking Homer Simpson. Mmm, donuts, right? Uh, But I didn't. I laid off. So Sunday is going to be one year sober, and Wednesday will be my personal record for being on the wagon, 368 days, breaking my former record by one day. You guys don't give a shit. I give a shit. Um, and I got to tell you, by the end of the game, I was, I'm was i really kind of loving not being a, a drunk anymore and just watching these people hammered, being like, ah, there's me. There's me a year ago. Seeing this old guy staring hard at the ladies as they were leaving, you know? 
Like, if you could get Me Too just out of a look, this fucking guy's career would be over. Um, some drunk hugging, some arguments, just a lot of shit. There was one real housewife-type chick having a hell of a time in the uh, shoes that she wore that would have been good for a red carpet, not good for going up stadium stairs. <laughs> Walking. She looked like a baby giraffe, you know, when they first start to learn how to walk with their big, dumb, long legs. But um, I don't know. It was definitely uh, it was definitely a good time. And you know what I found? A kind of as far as like a, a good activity, a nice bonding activity with my wife is she really likes she likes going to basketball games. Um, not into football, not into hockey, uh, not into baseball. So it is basketball. So I was actually thinking, like you know, I don't know. Maybe we could go to a couple more Clippers games. Can't really get myself to fucking. Uh, she probably wants to go to a Lakers game. Maybe I'll get her some Lakers. Whatever. You know what I mean? You just learn. You know something, Bill? Just fucking. Just, just. Why don't you choose easy every once in a while? You know that could be good. I want to go when either the Lakers or or the Clippers are playing the Houston Rockets, and every time Tatum takes a not Tatum, uh, fucking. Uh, what's that guy's name? The fucking bearded guy there. You know who I'm talking about. Every time that bearded guy goes to take a fucking shot, I'm just going to yell, Travel! <laughs> the guy takes four fucking steps. Four fucking steps. What the hell's his name? There's his, there he is, the bearded guy there. The fuck is his name? I, I just, I have no fucking, I was talking about him last, last night. I knew his name. Players. All right, he'll come up first, right? He oddly looks like Bill Cosby when he... He reminds me of Bill Cosby when he would grow that big beard. James Harden. James Harden. Travel! One, two, three, four, shoot! Um, I don't know. Let me... Uh, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's try to find out. Trump... Uh, what is it? Trump uh, Inquisition? Trump in- Inquiry... There we go. What is happening? Explain, please. I spelled explain wrong. The Trump impeachment. What happened today? The Trump impeachment, the New York Times, the impeachment hearings, Trump inquiry. Trump impeachment. What happened? Let me try this. I feel like with this thing, it's like Game of Thrones. You haven't watched it yet, dude. You got to get caught up. There's 500 fucking episodes. Impeachment broken down. All right. All right. Come on. Help me out here. Impeachment hearings. Impeachment inquiry. Oh, fuck. Do Americans support impeaching Trump? News on Trump impeachment. Impeachment hearings putting Trump through... The emotional ringer. It's the greatest ringer ever. Um, one day he's down, then he's up. Holmes, it it's, was clear to Ukrainians that Giuliani was a force to contend with. Yeah, how did the Ukrainians end up in this? What the fuck? I, I thought this was about that he stole the election, that the Russians used him. And then Giuliani's in there? I thought he was in New York making sure there was no hookers on 42nd Street. How did he have time to talk to Ukrainians? 
I mean, this seems like a really flimsy case to me. Wait a minute. Let me let me let me try to get down to the bottom of this. Let's see. Do Americans support impeaching Trump? Well, it depends on who you ask. I would think. You're just going to stick us all in one basket? Uh, impeachment hearings, live updates. Hill, my wife, testified. Holmes, Trump. In, yeah, I mean, how, how do you get caught up? Trump impeachment explained. Oh, Come on. Live updates. Live updates. Come on, you fucking cunts. Help me out here. Jesus Christ. Oh, the smoking gun and the Trump impeachment inquiry explained. And fuck all you guys who are laughing at me right now. I know part of you, some of you don't know what this is. All right. Uh, All right. The impeachment inquiry into the U.S. President Donald Trump. Trump's Ukraine dealings continues today with Army Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vidman. Director of European... But the smoking gun in this case, Trump's July 25th phone call with Ukrainian President... Oh, boy. Volodymyr. Volodymyr Zelensky. Volodymyr Zelensky. Uh, Eliciting a favor. It's already out and has been for 11 months. Robert Litt, former general counsel for the Director of National Intelligence, spoke to courts about the critical phone call, how it was stored, and why it's so important. What happened in the phone call? Litt said that the Trump's administration's decision to store the call record on National Security Server rather than following the usual communication protocols for such exchanges is suspect because it is unusual. In the criminal, I don't know what's happening. I, I, I give up. I don't give a fuck. I, I get, I, you know, see, this is why, this is what we say, right? It's right here is why, why I don't try to be informed because I actually, you can see, I actually tried for a good 90 seconds to understand what exactly is fucking going on. Why they're not letting that man run the country. Why they're up his ass about some fender bender that he had over in the fucking Ukraine. Okay. We all know politics is a dirty, filthy, stinking business. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't understand. Uh, they're not going to impeach him. And no matter what comes out of this, people that support Trump are going to continue to support him. They could literally have him on a, a chat line. Remember those, those phone-a-friend lines back in the 90s? He could have done phone-a-friend with the fucking Klan. And Trump supporters would still be like, what about Obama? I mean, he was half white. How do you know that half of him never? I bet half of him called that fucking phone a friend clan party line. I mean, that's literally like, yeah, people who defend Trump or defend Obama. It's like trying to get a fan of a team to recognize Anything wrong that their team did where they can so obviously see the other fucking thing. So I, I don't know how like you can sit there and have the patience to deal with that. All right. I don't know. I forget what they said. Like uh, I was listening to some fucking interview. And they were talking about that time. When Trump got trashed at that fucking. 
you know, but that, that thing that everybody said this is the why he ended up running. They stuck him right in the middle of the room and they fucking trashed the shit. They had a roast. It was some Obama thing, right? And someone's going, well, you know, Trump deserved it. I mean, the way he was going after Obama with the whole birthing thing was horrible. And I wanted to be like, ah, oh, the poor war criminal. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think it was right that he spent all that fucking time having to sit there and prove that he was from here. But let's, you know, easy with the window dressing. All right. Jimmy Carter was the last fucking decent human being that was ever president. And all you got to do is look at all these fucking assholes that were president. What are they all doing? Huh? Jimmy Carter just fell off a fucking ladder at like fucking almost 90 years of age trying to help underprivileged people have a place to live. What are all these other guys doing? They're out there giving speeches, making 300 grand a night, going to Epstein Island, fucking buying up aquifers in South America. They're all fucking pieces of shit. This fucking wife's doing a goddamn book tour. Walking out there dressing like she's going to go win a fucking Oscar for being married to some guy who did something. They're all fucking scumbags. All right, there you go. From somebody who has no idea what's going on in the country, I just summed it up. What other podcasts are you going to get this kind of fucking information on? Huh? I started off, what did I, I started off with, with uh, shining a light on uh, sweatshop labor, transitioned effortlessly into Nazi hunters, only to double back to the NBA and end on Donald Trump and my indictment on a bunch of people that ran this country that I have no idea what they did or didn't do. How the fuck did Giuliani just keeps popping up in these things? You know, he's like the Heather Locklear of like fucking political figures you remember Heather Locklear like every fucking like she'd be on a show and then boom it would make syndication and then she'd go away and then there'd be another show would come out and it wasn't doing well and they'd stick her out boom syndication ah the show I don't know might get canceled Heather Locklear woo syndication that's what it is I bet if you really investigated Giuliani, if they investigated him as hard as they're investigating Trump right now, right now, you would find that at some point when he was a young man, he went to a taping of T.J. Hooker. I'm putting that out there right now. T.J. Hooker. Um, that's back when men were men. You know, when they went by fucking the initials of their first and their middle name. And their last name was a reference to a prostitute. Okay, and it wasn't a bunch of butthurt white chicks fucking complaining about it either. They weren't fucking triggered. They weren't offended. This man is TJ. You're not to look him or his toupee in the eye. And his last name is Hooker. Okay, and you're going to have to deal with it. All right. This is his buddy, uh, BJ Strumpet. Um, sorry. <clears throat> Anyways, that is the podcast here, people, for a Thursday afternoon. Um, by the way, I was watching a little bit of hockey highlights last night. I have very, very little time here. 
Uh, who's this fucking guy in the avalanche? The fastest guy in the league. You see that fucking goal he had last night? I mean, Jesus Christ. That, I mean, that looked like how I dreamed that I looked like on the ice back when I used to play pickup hockey. Do you know my fucking hockey stuff has been in my bag? No, it doesn't smell because I always aired it out. It's been in my bag, and I have not skated since 2015. I haven't skated in four fucking years. Just like that. Just like that. You know, wife got pregnant. You know, I fucked up my back. And then we had a kid, and then my shoulders went, and I, I haven't done a fucking thing. I got to get back out there. The problem is, is the only time you can play to get, like, ice time um, is 11.30 at night, and you got to play to, like, 1 in the fucking morning. Then you come home, and you're just laying there. You're wired out of your mind until 3 in the morning. Then your kid gets up at 7. Well, that's just a recipe for disaster. You combine that with the fact that no matter how much I play, I still suck at hockey. Uh, eventually, you know, something's got to give. Um, all right, that's it. I'm going to spend the day with my lovely wife. Um, you know, because you know what? God damn it, I can't. I'm going to be down Largo tonight. I think it's already sold out. But uh, I'll be, I think I'm down the Laugh Factory this weekend, too, if you guys want to see me working out some of my new shit. Um, all right, that's it. Go fuck yourselves. And uh, I'll check in on you on Thursday. Oh, here's, here's a little bit of music here, right? A little bit of fucking music bed. And then after that, we're going to have a, a bonus half hour Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast from a Thursday earlier this year or 10 years ago. I don't know how it works. Okay, come on. say next i don't know doobie doobie doo hey it's bill birds the monday morning podcast for monday november 21st 2011 and i'm singing christmas songs why the fuck would i be singing christmas songs when thanksgiving hasn't even happened yet you know why because i went out to the mall this today i went out to the mall oh my god God, let's go to the fucking mall and look at shit we don't need. I want to dress up my pussy in a different way. Give me a credit card, ma. 
so sick of the same slutty clothes. I want something that shows more of my fucking clit cleavage. Mom, it's acceptable now. You don't understand. I went to the fucking mall today, and um, that's all they're doing. They're playing fucking Christmas music. They got the goddamn fake fucking trees up. You know, Thanksgiving hasn't even happened yet. I want to know why. I want to know why every fucking year Thanksgiving gets more and more uh, disrespected. It's getting slapped around. Nobody gives a fuck. You know what it is? You know why I love Thanksgiving? is because those fucking cunts on Madison Avenue have never found out a way how to make money off of it. They just can't. You sit down and you fucking eat and then you watch football. And just lay there like a tub of shit. It is the fucking greatest goddamn holiday ever. It's the fucking best. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to do anything. Just put something remotely respectable on to cover your fucking man tits. Go over to somebody's house and just eat like a goddamn animal. You know? Then you sit down and you watch football. And those sons of bitches... Cannot figure out a way how to sell you shit. They can't figure out a way to make you go out and go to the fucking mall and buy shit. So what these cunts have done, and I think that's because because a turkey doesn't have a lap. That was the big that was the big deal breaker. If they could somehow, fi- <laughs> oh maybe if they could get like an emaciated turkey. Maybe a turkey does have a lap, but they're just so fucking fat, you know. You can't get a kid to sit on it or even have a person dress up like a fucking, uh, you know, turkey and just sit there, you know, freaking kids out, you know, just sitting there. Mom, I don't want to do it. (laughs) You know, some big, ugly turkey just fucking sitting there, some struggling actor in there trying to get some goddamn fucking, I don't know. You can't make money off Thanksgiving. I absolutely love it. And these cunts realize it. So what they do is they put the Christmas trees up beforehand, you know, and then right after they have these psycho sales for the fucking ladies, right? And they all, or every year, somebody gets trampled to death, you know, some poor guy, that social, that social security, that fucking security guard that one year, right? He went up, he was working at the Kmart, you know, Jimmy fucking 2,000 keys, and he comes walking up with his big fucking gymnast ring full of keys, and he unlocks the door. What happens? He gets trampled by a bunch of goddamn fatties who want to go in there and try and buy a fucking VCR for $9. You know? I don't even know where the fuck I'm going with this. All I know is I love Thanksgiving, and I got Christmas music. In my fucking head, it's it, old sleigh bells ring a link, tink, tink, tink a link, too. Come on, it's lovely weather. Well, well they, I guess they're playing Johnny Mathis. Those were all Johnny Mathis once. Um, whatever. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Don't start your Christmas shopping. Don't get an early start. Don't do it. What are, what are you getting an early start for? This this fucking frenzy. Why are you participating? You know. Have you wondered that? Why are you going online late at night trying to see if they released a couple of more iPhones? 
Why are you doing that? Why are you going to sporting events? And when the fucking goddamn mascot comes up with the T-shirt gun, why are you leaning over that old person in front of you? Stretched out like a starving child, and they're shooting a fucking pretzel roll at you. It's a goddamn T-shirt. You know? Have some fucking respect for yourself. You want a T-shirt, you walk into a footlocker like a fucking gentleman. And you mosey on over to the $9 million that they have there that costs like $3 each because somehow they figured out a way to make fucking toddlers sew them together at 3 in the morning over in Vietnam. That's how you get a T-shirt. You don't make a fucking ass of yourself in front of your friends or even worse, your goddamn kids. All right? Now you fucking douchebags. Fucking douchebags. Trying to get this goddamn iPhone. For what? Everybody's going to have one in six weeks. All right? They got like fucking... They got like 20 cargo ships right off the coast. Filled with them. Just just in a holding pattern. Just trying to work up the fucking nerd frenzy. And what are you doing? You're buying into it. Go fuck yourself, ghost of Steve Jobs. Okay? You want me to buy your phone? Fucko, put it in the goddamn store. Stock your fucking shelves. All right? When you got plenty of them, then you fucking call me, and I'll go down and get your goddamn phone. You motherfucker. You recently dead son of a bitch. You gonna fucking sit there? Uh, you know, it's fucking ridiculous. I, I have listened to fucking Bobby Kelly. Dude, they got plenty of them, dude. Go down to the store, dude. And I fucking go down there, and they don't have them. And they go, well, you know, we release a couple. Uh, if, you can, if you go to our website, dude, fuck your website. Sir, don't use that language in this store. This isn't a fucking store. Store has stuff that I can buy. I don't walk into a store, and then you tell me to go to a computer back at my house. Right? This is still a store, right? Why don't you fucking call me when you <laughs> when you got the shit that I want? Sit here, play your fucking games. You know? I don't I know that you didn't come up with it with your stupid genius t-shirt. Huh? How much of a fucking discount did they give you on on the fucking iPhone for you to play ball? Huh, Seth? For you to sit here and lead people around like this and create this artificial fucking frenzy for these goddamn phones? Really? You came out with a new phone and you only made 18 of them? You fucking cunts. I'm sticking with the droid. Droid. I'm sticking with this thing. You know why I like the droid? Because if you want one, you can just walk over and buy it. And I want to hear from any of you cunts. Who listen to my podcast going, yeah, you just go, you just go on the internet, you, you just pre-order. I'm not fucking doing that. All right? I got too much shit to do during the course of the day to fucking sit here and, and start filling out packing lists like I'm working in their warehouse. I don't work for those assholes down at the iStore, whatever the fuck you call it. Fuck them. Fuck their phone. Okay? I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one after the first of the year. But all you dumb fucks out there who spent way too much money on people you don't really give a fuck about. You know? So once again, 
you got to be asking yourself as the holiday season, dooby dooby doo, and skewdily bop, stick it up, you damn twat. Well, we fucking it, right? It's coming up. There's a bunch of cunts in your life. It's unavoidable. All right? That's what makes a good shit a good shit. You know? Is 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 the the sea of cunts that you have to, you have to go through to get to that one good shit, all right? So you I know you got a bunch of cunts in your life. And I know you have to play the game. You got to get them something. All right? What you need to do is get them something of sort of quality that doesn't cost a lot of money and you can stuff it in their fucking stocking. And just imagine you're jamming it down their throat. And I'll tell you right now, I can't think of a better fucking gift than the Bill Burr Let It Go DVD. (laughs) How do you like that? How do you like that? Ten minutes of ranting against the man. And I become him 10 minutes later. There you go. You just saw an entire, the first two acts of a movie. I'm struggling, I'm struggling, and then I become the guy, and then I become a douche, and then we go into the third act. And we got to see if if I'm going to come to my senses and help the little man and get back with my girlfriend that I left standing at the bus stop in my hometown and dump that fake-titted whore I met out in Glendale. Or am I just going to be a douche? I don't know. Studio wants a happy ending. Um, yeah, get him a fucking DVD. It's 20 bucks. Bing, bang, boom. You wrap it up. Here you go. Here's some laughs. Go fuck yourself. I'll see you next year. It's just a suggestion. You don't have to do it. You know, it's been a while since I've whored myself out on my own podcast. You know? When was the last time I brought up the donation button? You know? Oh, God, I wish I knew some donation music. Has anybody ever made a song about giving? Didn't Phil Collins make one? Some song about homeless people? Oh, think twice. Yeah. Because it's another day for you and me in paradise. I don't think I've ever hated Phil Collins more than when he wrote that fucking song. You know? I hate when people do shit like that. I mean, Susudio was bad enough. But don't, don't fucking bring up homeless people. I'm sitting at home trying to have a sandwich, trying to enjoy my life, and you got to bring up the misery of all these other fucking people. You know, like every one of them was a great guy. And then, you know, somebody put him out on the street. Homeless people are just like people with houses. Most of them are cunts, okay? I'm telling you. There's a reason they're outside. There's a reason these fucking people are outside. All right? They got no manners. They don't wash. You think they got that dirty? You think they got that fucking dirty a couple weeks out on the street? Give me a break. The outside was cleaner when those fuckers were living inside. And here's Phil Collins sitting in his goddamn castle. You got to tell me to think twice. I'm going to think, fuck you, Phil Collins. You know, why don't you rent out fucking a couple thousands of your rooms in your goddamn tower? You could solve the whole fucking homeless problem in uh, Manchester. There's a city in in, uh, in fucking England, right? <clears throat> what a beast of a drummer that guy is, huh? Phil Collins. Fucking amazing. He's got his own sound. Plays those concert toms still. I love that he's stuck with them. 
There's a couple of drummers that I love that never gave in to whatever was cool at the time. You know, John Bonham went right through the 70s as everybody was muting the shit out of their drums and everybody getting that dry sound. He was like, yeah, go fuck yourself, right? And he he actually went from a 24 to a 26-inch bass drum, right? Right? Isn't that right, ladies? This is compelling, isn't it, for females to be listening to? Phil Collins was another guy. He played those those concert toms, I think, with no bottom head. Like fucking 19 of them going all the way around. The only guy I ever saw with more toms going around was Nico McBrain in uh, Iron Maiden. He didn't give a fuck. Nico McBrain's another guy. He's been playing that fucking... I mean, how, how many toms do you need? I'll tell you right now, a big chunk of the rainforest gets removed every year, making a new kit for that fucking guy. Um, all right, this is the podcast. I what, am, what do I want to talk about this week? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I got to sit up here. At some point, I'm going to get some furniture down here in my little rec room. That little rec room that no homeless people are allowed in. Oh, think twice. Hey, you know, Phil, if I want to think about homeless people, why don't you let me do it? Why are you making, why are you reminding me in my one-bedroom apartment Fucking asshole! I bet that's all you did for homeless people, didn't you? You wrote a song about them, and then you made you made a mil you made millions of dollars off of their fucking problems. Ooh, he lives in a box. Ching, right? It's fucking brilliant. That's like Sally Struthers. A lot of people don't know this. She has made an absolute fortune over there in Ethiopia and Somalia. Absolute fucking fortune. She. Uh, <laughs> Can't even say what I was gonna say. I was trying to think how she could have made money off those broke ass people. She cuts off the ends of her hair. That's what she does, and she sells them to the ladies. And then they uh, they they glue it on down near their hoo ha, you know, so they can be a little more exotic, not be just another run of the mill Ethiopian, you know. Um, they can have a little famous hair down there. Um. There's no, you know, some weeks I feel like I can talk for fucking three hours and there's not going to be a problem. This is one of these weeks I'm 15 minutes in and I don't know where the fuck I'm going next. Um, What did I do this week? Did anything interesting happen? You know what? I actually just spent, I didn't go out last night. And then I spent the entire day inside today. And it was raining out. I got to tell I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. If I'm on the road and I'm working and I'm coming back and I got auditions and I'm just moving, I am fine. I am a happy, smiling jackass. But the second I stop moving, it's over. If, if, if I don't have something to do within six hours, the thoughts that creep into my head are just, you know, it's unbelievable. All of a sudden I'll just be sitting there watching TV and I'm just be like, yeah, you know, can always kill myself. Yeah, you know, that's always an option. Not saying I'm gonna do it, you know. That's why I get I get real depressed when I have nothing to fucking do. I swear to God, I have to go work out. I got to do something to get my blood going because the second I stop moving, you know, and I become like a little still little puddle, you know, water not moving, wild animals not willing to drink out of me because of all the bacteria in there, right? I fucking uh, I I start thinking about that shit. I start thinking about. 
I am older than everybody in the NHL. <laughs> I start thinking about all the time that's gone by. I start thinking about all the, the all the time that's left. I start feeling I'm in the middle of this shit. What the fuck am I doing? And I got to talk myself off a ledge. <clears throat> I try to stay present. You know, I'm really not big on going into the past. You know, that'd be like Terry Bradshaw looking back at the early, <laughs> the early part of his career. Why would you do it? It's nothing but failure. Not suggesting that I've won four championships, but I did Carnegie last week. That's got to be worth a ring. You know, speaking of which, somebody actually gave me a great dilemma. A dilemma this week. They asked me, let me see if I could scroll down here as I lay on the fucking floor. Uh, Bill, would you rather give up your podcast or bomb at Carnegie Hall? I'm talking zero laughs. One hour of utter silence, and you can't cut the set short. Uh, no brainer. I would give up this podcast in a second. There's no fucking way I am going down. In the, that, it, that would be a historic bombing. You know, you don't, no, fuck that. I'm not doing that. This is just a stupid podcast. And I can, and everybody I know has a podcast. So I would just become a go-to guest on everybody else's podcast. And I would, and I would rip it, rip it up at fucking Carnegie Hall. No brainer. No fucking brainer. You know, what'd you think? I was going to choose my loyalty to you, sir. Huh? When was the last time you went on the mmpodcast.com and you made a donation? For just 99 cents, you can feed a podcaster. <clears throat> um, so you guys watch a little NFL football? Did you? Yeah. Uh, I had a brutal week betting. Brutal week so far. I, um, I've been beating fucking Paul Verzi so far this year, but, you know, I've been having a nice run. So you know how gambling works. You know, you guys know how gambling works. Basically, it it, it just it goes around in circles. You're killing it, you're killing it, and then you fucking eat it, and you eat it. And you always eat it more than you kill it, and that's how they fucking make money. You're an absolute fucking sap if you gamble. If you look at the World Series of Poker and you look at people who gamble for a living, you can see the ups and downs in their wardrobe. They got some piece of shit rayon shirt with like a $100,000 watch on their wrist. You know? $2 pay and $400 sunglasses. <laughs> They're the worst. It's just a fucking degenerate loser fucking thing to do. You're not going to win. You're never getting your money back. Just stop. You know? But you know what it is? It's the I don't know how it works with the ladies, but with guys, it's the fucking ego. Guys, we're idiots. We think we have a system. We think we know what we're doing. We don't. I'll tell you what's his face. Verzi drives me up the fucking wall. We, we were make, making our bets today, right? And I said I was taking Buffalo today against Miami. And right as we hung up, he goes, dude, I'm th- I think Miami's going to kill him, right? I'm, I really think Miami's going to put a beating on him, okay? Then we hang up, and there was he texts me later when Miami puts a beating on him. He goes, dude, I called it. Right? It's like, dude, we were just betting games. We're betting games. Why don't you fucking put your money where your mouth is? 
bet the Dolphins and then say, dude, I called it. Don't fucking do that throwaway shit right before we hung up. I said I liked the Redskins today, but I didn't bet on them. So I didn't text him and say, dude, I called it. What he should have said was, dude, I bitched up. Really? I hope you're listening to this, Verzi. Really? You called it? So what? You wanted those two losers instead? I, 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 fuck, I, I don't want really to talk about him. What about Tim? Oh, Jesus, Tebow. Huh? There's another one Verzi called. Dude, I'm telling you, the fucking Jets are going to kill him. Ugh. I'm going to tell you guys right now, and don't tell Verzi this. This is why I'm going to beat him this year like I beat him last year. Paul Verzi. Now watch, I'm going to fucking lose like 20 in a row. Um, Paul Verzi makes the brutal mistake of always betting on what should happen. You know? I don't get it. I don't get it. He fucking, every fucking week, he bets what should happen. Okay? Like, take tomorrow night, Patriots versus the fucking Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody who's ever watched a football game in their life says the Patriots are going to kick the living shit out of the Chiefs. Fucking Patriots are given 15 fucking points. Dude, it's a lock. Fucking Tom Brady, dude. It's a home game, Monday night. They're on a roll. Matt Castle isn't playing everything. Right down a fucking checklist of the Patriots winning. The amount of fucking times in that scenario the Chiefs will cover is fucking, it's, I swear to God, it feels like it's off the charts. So what you have to do every week in my world, there's like five games of, can you fucking believe that? Can you fucking believe it? Paul Verzi never takes into consideration, can you fucking believe that? He never bets on, can you fucking believe that? He goes on the hype. He bets hype. And he bets with his heart, which I can't, I can't fault him for that. You know? He bets what should happen. Despite the fact that we live in this corrupt fucking world, despite the fact you go to Vegas, the lights are on all night, all day, the fucking AC's cranking with the doors wide open in the middle of a fucking desert. Despite that, he never takes what the fuck into consideration. I, on the other hand, do. I will bet what the fuck, which is why I am, I, I'm always up a couple of games on him. Dude, I'm telling you, the Jets, you know, they fucking lost last week. They're going into Denver. They got fucking Tebow. The guy sucks. Fucking blah, blah, blah. Right there. I run from those games. You fucking run from... There's no fucking way in hell I ever would have put money on that on that game. Ever. Goddamn up and down Jets. Then they're going to Tim Tebow. It just looks like a layup. Who in their right mind wouldn't have bet the Jets? That right there is a fucking red flag. It's like seeing some fucking hot chick. Just goddamn fucking, God, she's an 11. Standing there, and she doesn't have a boyfriend. She just get out of a relationship? No. Right? Right there. Fucking red flag. Stay away from it. Stay away from it. So I took the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I might get fucking burned on this. All right? But I'm telling you, in the long run, you know, you know what's funny is I made fun of people with the system. <laughs> now I'm telling you my system. In the long run, 
I really believe that you got to throw those ones in. If you ever just want to go undefeated, you got you got to throw them in there. You got you got to bet somebody there's going to be a fucking upset, right? Look at Tampa Bay this week. Who the fuck saw that coming? All of a sudden they're going to play? Nobody. Fucking goddamn Packers were favored by 15 and a half. Just sitting there on the table. I'm sitting there looking at it going, eh, you know? And I was thinking Tampa Bay. I was thinking Tampa Bay, but you know what? I didn't have the balls. I didn't have the fucking balls to pull the trigger. And I made the mistake. I bet on the Bills, who the Bills were and who the Dolphins were, rather than who they are right now. And I got my fucking ass handed to me, and I deserved it. And then I also took the Panthers against the fucking Lions. Um... I don't know. I just thought, I don't know why I did that. I didn't realize that the Panthers had no fucking defense. I had no idea, you know? So I was 0-2 coming out of the gate. I was like, you got to be shitting me. And the only thing that I believed in is Jim Harbaugh and the 49ers. Jim Harbaugh is the fucking man. And when Jim Harbaugh sets his sights on doing something, whatever it is, it gets done. All right? That fucking guy, I swear to God, he probably looked at the spread and said, okay, it's ten and a half. Not only do we have an obligation to win this game, we got to make sure that people who believed in us to put money on this team are going to make money. Wouldn't surprise. That's how fucking competitive that guy is. I fucking love that guy. USC went for a two-point conversion when they were up by 56 to nothing or whatever, and then Pete Carroll comes up. Hey, what's your problem? He goes, you've been doing that to us for years. Go fuck yourself. I was like, I like that guy. So that was the favorite I took. So I'm actually having a bad week. I'm one and two right now. And uh, oh, Jesus. So tomorrow night, I got the Chiefs getting 15. I don't know why. I just got this fucking feeling. Because the Patriots should get, the Patriots should win that game like fucking, you know, I don't know what, 30 something to fucking, you know, I don't know, 13 or 10, one of those games. You know those games in the fourth quarter where they just the announcers just start shooting the shit with each other. You know, I'll tell you, you know, year in and year out, you got to hand it. This franchise, they just they are about winning, and it's it, and it's a it's it's a tradition. It's expected here, and you know when you look at a team like Kansas City, that tradition just you know it's a proud franchise. They have great fans. You know, they always have to cover their ass, but you know, I it's just not that sentiment is not in the locker room. Um, that's what should happen. So I was like, all right, that's what the fuck everybody's going to bet. You know, it's like the earthquake thing. Or everybody's talking, oh, California's going to fall into the fucking ocean. It isn't. It's going to be the East Coast. There's too much money on the West Coast. Everybody's betting the West Coast. Everybody bet the Patriots. That means the Giants are going to win. Everybody bets the Rams. The fucking Patriots are going to win. Every once in a while. Super Bowl twenty. That one panned out. <laughs> I know other ones have. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? I'm completely full of shit anyways. I just like breaking Verzi's balls. Um, Paul Verzi, who destroyed at Caroline's. Not Caroline's. Sorry, Caroline's. At fucking Carnegie. Um, anyways, let's get into some other shit for this week. Uh, what do we got here? What do we got here? Um, oh, last week I asked you guys when we were talking about fears. And I was saying top fears for a guy would be, you know, going to prison, getting raped, 
you know, girlfriend cheating on you, not being able to support your family. So I asked, I asked some people out there to send me their top ten lists. All right, here we go. Top ten uh, fears of, of two guys here. This is two people who sent them in. Uh, number one for this guy, failure. Yeah. Just straight across the board, failure. You know? That's got to be a quiet moment when you just straight up just failed. I always picture yourself standing like on a boardwalk near a beach, but it's not a good beach. It's a dirty beach. And there's like, you know, hot dog wrappers (laughs) getting blown around. Some dirty seagull just sitting there. (laughs) Hypodermic needles and shit. You're just looking out in the ocean just going, should I do it? Should I just walk out in there? You know, water's so dirty, you won't even get eaten by anything. You just die slowly of hepatitis. Um, All right, number two, getting sent to prison and getting raped. That's got to be on every guy's list, you know, except for the guy that does the rape. Can you imagine that? If If you're in prison and you're raping another guy, what a fucking relief that's got to be. I can't believe my whole life I was nervous about this moment. Turns out I'm the guy. I'm the guy everybody should have been afraid of. You know, I used to do a bit about that a long time ago. Like, do do psych do like serial killers get ner- get scared at night? You know, as they walk through a park, like, oh geez, you know, I shouldn't be in the park late at night. You know, there could be some psych. Oh wait, it's me. Oh fuck, dude, I'm running shit. You know, start skipping through the park. If I was a cop, that's what I would do. If I was a cop and I was looking for a serial killer, I would just hide out in the park and I'd look for some guy walking through the park who didn't look like he had a fucking care in the world. I mean, that's the guy. That's the guy killing everybody. He has no reason to be nervous. (laughs) He's the guy everybody should be afraid of and he's not going to hurt himself. So there you go. As long as he's not suicidal, this guy's got nothing to fucking worry about. Um, all right, next one. What the fuck? What did I do? I, I, I scrolled down. I lost it. All right, fear number three, <clears throat> being cheated on by the woman I love. Oh, that would be the worst. I said last week even worse, cheated on by the woman you love with one of your friends. You know, that's another reason why whenever I break up with a broad, I get the fuck away from them. I get away from them because, you know, not saying all of them. All right, ladies, put your fucking Lee press on nails down. Let me finish my goddamn thought here. Like, you know, women get fucking, uh, they are into revenge. They are into just making your fucking life misery. So one of the greatest things you can ever do is... uh, you know something? One of these days, I'm going to have Al Madrigal on this podcast. He told me how he used to break up with women, and it was fucking brilliant. In fact, he has a great podcast called uh, Minivan Men. It's him, Maz Jabrani, and Chris Spencer. They're all dads. They talk about being dads, and you know, but they go off the rails. If, if they take calls or they have emails... Uh, just say, you know, put my name in the, in the subject line and just say, 
Ask Al Madrigal. Ask him how to break up with a woman because he has it fucking down. It was tremendous. But anyways, getting back to my point here. Um, yeah, because they, they'll do everything. They'll do anything they possibly fucking can. You have to make a clean goddamn break because uh, when they run out of options and they're a little tipsy, they will they will do so. They'll make out with one of your friends. They'll give them a fucking hand job at a goddamn Hooters. They'll do something. They'll do something. And, you know, your buddy might not say anything, but she's going to. She's going to. She's going to nuke your fucking life if she's mad enough. So, uh, okay. I agree with that. I agree with that, definitely. Um, all right. Well, I was just laughing there because I was just totally got away from the list. I just started talking about my own fears rather than somebody else's. Stop being so selfish, Bill. All right. Number four, being decapitated. Uh, yeah, that's a bad one. You know, especially the way it's it's being done, you know, those fucking maniacs over the uh, fucking Afghanistan and shit. Jesus Christ. That's when you know you're a psycho. We're going to decapitate him, and you go over to the goddamn silverware drawer, and you take out a bread knife. All right, it's going to take a while. <laughs> Having my ass beat in public. You know, that's not something I really worry about. That would be fucking humiliating. Now you brought it up. You just added another fear. Um, Number six, seeing her disappointment after she unzips my fly. Yeah, that would be a brutal one. You know. So does that mean you have a small dick right now, sir? Or you're just saying if a girl unzipped your fly and she was just disappointed. Uh, Number seven, getting stuck in a neighborhood that doesn't appreciate whitey late at night. (laughs) Um, number eight, dying alone. And, uh, you know something, actually getting back to that other one, uh, that whitey late at night, you know, most people would help you get out of the fucking neighborhood. In fact, one of the funny things in New York City, and a lot of comedians did bits about this, so I won't joke around about it, but when you were new to the city and you accidentally got on an express train and it went from 86th Street up to 125th Street, and they, they would... Black people, Puerto Ricans, they would be looking at you as a white person to watch you as you slowly figured out that the train wasn't stopping at 97th and then 110 and then whatever the fuck it went after that. Um. (laughs) Oh, it went 103 or 105. I can't even fucking remember anymore. And they would just wait. And as you went to get off, they would there would always be somebody. Anytime I did it, even after I knew what I did and then I knew where I had to go, there would always be somebody on the train just go, you just want to walk straight across the platform, take the next one down. Uh, you know, don't talk to anybody. Don't look at anybody. <laughs> um, you know, I wonder if that happens in Kentucky when some poor black guy gets off at the wrong fucking exit. Does some guy named Cooter go, listen, man, you want to get back? Just turn it around. Go right back up that dirt where I'm telling you. That ain't a bonfire you want to be a part of. Turn your fucking, turn it around. This is Impala. God damn, I like this. All right, turn it around. <laughs> Get it back up to the highway. Um, Number eight. Number eight, dying alone. You know, that one doesn't scare me. 
I think living alone is scarier to me. Dying alone, I can be all right with it. You know? Oh, that's going to be hilarious. Me dying is going to be funny. Me trying to remember any prayers I remember from my my fucking religion. That's going to be a rough one. Um, number nine, getting married and regretting it. Oof. Yeah, that's a, this is a good list here. Number 10, having kids and realizing... This is one of the meanest things everyone has ever written to me. Having kids and realizing one of them is a redhead. No offense, but I don't want to look at that every day. Jesus Christ. You know... The fucking hatred of redhead. It never used to be like this. One fucking South Park episode and just... I think a lot of people didn't even realize... I think they didn't even realize they didn't even like us. Now all of a sudden, it's unreal. Feeling like a fucking Armenian in the middle of Turkey. Ah, look at me. Expanding my horizons. It never happened. If you say it happened, you get arrested. That's when you know it happened. You ever hear about that shit over in Turkey? You can't even... You can't, If you even suggest... That they committed genocide. I want to know more about this, by the way, because I'm really talking out of my ass. This is just as opposed to, you know, the other 40 minutes of this podcast um, where I was just completely reading from a fact book. This is the only part of the podcast where I'm talking out of my ass. Um, yeah, if you even bring up that uh, that they committed genocide with uh, with the Armenian people, you you automatically go to jail if you even bring it up, you know? I mean, what the fuck, people? You committed genocide. Hey, who hasn't? You know, at some point, you got to admit to it in your own goddamn way. You pay some sort of reparations. You know, why don't you give them some casinos like we did with uh, with all the Native Americans? You know, at some point, you know, you know what happened. To sit there and be like, it never happened. And if anybody says it happened, you go to jail? Really? Right there, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it fucking happened. All right, let's go to this next guy's top ten. Let's see how many, how much overlap there is. Losing my teeth slash dick. I find that really interesting that you put both of those together. Now, if you asked any guy to make a choice, he would obviously say his fucking teeth. But I got to tell you, after a while, your dick's going to get you in way more trouble than your teeth. And, you know, you really don't want to fuck when you're 70? Go ahead. Give me that macho answer, you dumb cunt. You're not. Your fucking pancreas is acting up. You really want to go and fucking <laughs> peel off your cardigan, you wrinkled fucking man tits? Um, all right. Number two, uh, rape of any kind. Overlap right there. Full-blown panic attack while giving a speech. Um... That one I can't relate to. I got over that a long time ago just by what I do. But I remember back in the day when you had to give a book report. I fucking hated that. Just sitting there counting down how many more until I was and watching somebody give a book report and be, be so psyched that it wasn't me. And then when they were done being so jealous that it was over. Um, oh, it was awful. I used to go up there and my face would turn beet red. Everyone would be laughing and I'd feel like an asshole. Oh, it was just a fucking parade of humiliation. Uh, number four, getting beat up in front of my friends and family. And there's another overlap. I never think about that shit. Yeah, I guess that's... Uh, I don't know, because I don't look at myself like some Chuck Norris dude. Like I have some sort of fucking reputation. You know, I'm just a guy who's got a big mouth and talks shit. And guys like me get slapped in the face all the time. So it's really not that much of a... It's like expected. 
you know? <laughs> like, would you guys be surprised by that? If you heard I did a show and, you, yeah, somebody just jumped on stage and punched him in the mouth. When you be, Yeah, you know, it kind of makes sense. He's a dick and he's not really physically imposing. So uh, combine that, he looks like Howdy Doody. I mean, I, you know, the math, the math really all works out there. Um, I think that's for tough guys. Tough guys, you know, having a loss. Um, all right, number five, death by badgers. Yeah, that's a brutal one. I think death by a badger would actually be even worse than death by, like, a grizzly bear because that would be over quick. That would be like getting punched by Tyson back in the day or even now. Who am I kidding? But death by a badger, that just seems like there'd be a lot of – there'd be a lot of – you know, you'd be all scratched up like Bruce Lee and Enter, Enter the Dragon. <laughs> Except the scratches would be real. Fuck that. Is that thing sitting there nibbling away at your waist? That would be a long fucking death. Um, number six, being eaten by a shark. Bonus fear, shark starts at the toes. I like this guy. This guy has a lot of fear of being eaten alive. Like, I've always thought, you know, if a lion, a lioness, because the lion doesn't really uh, hunt. If a lion ever came running at me, once I just really accepted the fact that I wasn't going to get away, I would... um I would think I, I think I would grab my collar like Rodney Dangerfield does to expose more of my neck just to get it over with quick. Those things go right for your neck and it's done. You 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 you're, you're fucking you're, it's like getting choked out in the UFC. You, you're out within fucking eight seconds. So I wouldn't be worried about that. But a shark, first of all, shark comes up, takes a bite out of you just to see if you're edible. So there you go. There goes your fucking the, the whatever that muscle is on the back of your leg. And then you just fucking sit there in your own pool of your own blood, wait for that motherfucker to come back, and you can't even see it. Oh, and then it pulls you under, and you start drowning. Ugh. Oh, my God. Ugh. I would be so mad at God if that happened. The second I was dead, and I was in the... I wouldn't even... I would storm right through the way. Sir, sir, you got to wait your turn. I would fuck you, motherfucker! The fuck did I do to ever deserve that? You know, and I, I would think that God would have to understand. I would think God would actually be laughing, going, sorry about that, man. But, you know, you know, what the fuck were you doing in the ocean? Is that my fault? Number seven, standing naked on stage while a theater full of women discuss how small my dick is. <laughs> Uh, guys really have a lot of guys have that fear. I don't I don't know. I never think about that shit. I'm average, but I still don't think about that because I always consider that like that's their last resort. I, I would be more worried if I overheard women talking, saying I had a small dick. That would bug me. That would that would really fucking bug me. You know, and then they saw me catching them talking and then they tried to play it off. That would bug me because then I would think that they were serious. But if a girl ever said something like that to me, I'm like, oh, she's just trying to piss me off. You know, they always go like like when women try to piss you off, they either go. They attack size of your dick. They question your sexuality. 
or your sexual uh, proudness. Is that the word? They go. That's usually that's their three pronged attack. You have a little dick. You suck in bed. You're probably gay. You know, that's when they just you know, they're just trying to make you mad. You just you just don't take the bait. You know, you know, I like my dick. Oh, I thought I was a little better than average. I thought I did all right in bed. Yeah, I thought you came a couple of times. Well, then you'll enjoy being not in my life. See you, sweetie. Well, you think I'm gay? Well, I'll just take that as a compliment on my wardrobe. Thank you very much. Don't let the door hit you in your ass there. You know, never take the bait when they try to make you mad. Don't ever fucking do that. That's how Chris Brown ended up in jail. You know? When that chick was giving him all that shit, which I totally believe she was. Anybody who has shh tattooed on their index finger? I mean, Jesus Christ. Is that a fucking red flag or what? Right there. That, you know, that's like you having shut up and listen, bitch, tattooed on your fucking fist. What woman would go out with you? You know, I blame Chris Brown for that whole fucking situation. He should have seen that coming. Um, Number eight. Choking to death on a crouton on YouTube. <laughs> okay, it's random. Number nine, moving back into my mom's house. Yeah, that would be brutal. It's even worse with the with the failure with your mom, but all your neighbors seeing you pulling up with that, you know, your little fucking Yugo full of clothes. Um, number ten, having a shark badger, the same guy, having a shark badger bite my dick off while having a panic attack on stage in front of my friends and family, all while it's streaming live on YouTube, whose audience includes my friends and family. All right, so we combined them there in the end. There you go. Um, and that's fears for this week, everybody. That really seemed to peter out after a while. Was it me? Was it me or did it kind of die? Um. All right, here's one for you. Loner travel. Bill, since you travel a lot, I was wondering if you have any advice on a good city to visit for a single guy. I'm 34, never married, and no kids, i.e. no baggage, even though I like the ladies. I'm not looking for a place to go to get laid, just a good place to go visit that I may have a, a good club, that may have a good club or music scene or a good area with some someone traveling alone won't feel out of place. Uh, all right, you don't want to get laid, but you go into a club? You must be into, like, techno music or something. Dude, if I was you, I'd just go to Paris. What do you think? You're going to go to Atlanta and look at another fucking, you know, I don't know, sports bar? I would go to another country. Immediately you're interesting because you're from another place. Immediately you have an accent, and you're going to get fucking laid. And if you don't, who gives a shit? You go into a museum. You look at the you look at the uh, that really average looking woman that that guy painted from the Da Vinci Code. Evidently, she he was she was smirking because she realized that uh, I can't remember. She realized something. You know, I've never liked the Mona Lisa. I just I found her arrogant. I don't like that arrogant look on her face. I just think she's got a lot of nerve looking the way she looks, dressing how she dresses, to have that fucking look in her face. Um, all right, this podcast, I don't know what happened. What happened in the last three minutes? All of a sudden, this podcast sucks. It's going so well. I don't give a shit. What am I, 48 minutes in? Can I bomb for the last 12 minutes? What's going on here? There we go. 
I'm going to bomb for the last 12 minutes. I'm going to give you guys a goddamn lesson in bombing. Um, all right. Do you know what's funny? This is how much. This is why I don't gamble, by the way. When I lost those first two games before Jim Harbaugh came to my fucking rescue, I actually shut the TV off and I just I got my car and I just I tapped out. I can't handle it. I don't know how you fucking gamblers do it. I have no fucking idea how you I can't handle it. I the, the powerlessness and here it is. I got the NFL package. I haven't been home for five weeks. I can finally sit here and watch the games. And because I'm 0-2, I shut it off and I walk away. I didn't watch one second of the 49er game. You know? If I won one game earlier, I would have watched it. I would have had a great fucking time, but I didn't. I don't know how you guys do Why would you add that misery to your life? i got to start talking about that more, for the love of God. Oh, by the way, I have a brand new website, everybody. Let's take a little tour, shall we? Let's all go to BillBird.com. It is up and running. Look at all those fancy photos. Um, and eventually, I will get the iPhone so I can start making videos and putting them up here and doing all this type of shit. And, uh, but I'm not doing it to the iPhones in the stores. All right? Go fuck yourself. Ghost to Steve Jobs. Um, Basically, yeah, if you write something on Twitter, it shows up over to the side. You can make comments on the Facebook page. If you scroll down, uh, you go all the way down to the bottom of the page. There's your Christmas gift to that douche you don't like. All right, you can get my DVD there. We got some MM Podcast t-shirts. You go to my bio. I got a new bio sitting there. What else? Events. You click on events. That's where uh, I'm going to be. You click on the go button. It'll take you right to where you need to be to buy uh, tickets unless there's not a link yet. The blog will have the latest um, podcast um, and blogs at some point if I ever start blogging again. The podcast page will uh, have all my podcasts eventually. We're getting them all. What do we got here? We got all the way back to September. Gradually getting them up. Merchandise page and then the contact. There you go. That's the whole thing. They got links to my Facebook, my Twitter. What the fuck is this speaker thing? I don't even know what this is. I don't fucking know. Whatever. That's that's the deal. I got a new pod. I got a, not a new podcast. I got a new website. So please visit it. Please leave some comments. Please follow me on Twitter. Um, and that's it. I think that's the podcast for the sweet people. I don't have anything else. I I have literally run out of funny. You know why? Because I wasn't ready to do this one. But I was banished by the lovely, beautiful, adorable Nia. I was banished down to my goddamn fucking podcasting place now because she wanted to watch her TV and she didn't want to deal with me uh, running my mouth. She was watching that show. Remember that show I was telling you about last week with that, that lady spent thirteen grand on a used car and tried to talk about how she was rich? Hey, haters, hey. Yeah, she knew I was going to run my mouth. It's unreal. I can't tell if it's unreal that she kicks me out or it's unreal that I'm that level of a dick. But um, I don't know. But we're enjoying the new place that we're living in. Nobody above us, nobody below us. And that motherfucker who I lived, that old bastard that I lived above, was such a pain in the ass over the last three, four years that I lived there that every time I dropped something on the floor, I actually, 
I'm waiting to hear him yell, and then I, I'm always reminded, oh, yeah, that douche doesn't live below me anymore. Oh, and by the way, by the way, I'm still waiting for my fucking, uh, what do you call that thing, my deposit. I'm still waiting for it, fucking dicks. That is just like, just acceptable stealing. What, what, what are the odds I'm going to get my deposit back? Or he's going to, oh, the, there's a piece of wallpaper missing. That's 900 bucks, so go fuck yourself. You know, it's like before I move in, I have to give you first and last month before I even move in. I moved out seven fucking weeks ago. I'm st- Every time I call up, oh, yeah, you need to talk to Karen in the bookkeeping. Yeah, just try to. She's busy. She'll call you back. Is she going to call me back today? Yes, she is. Never calls me back. You know what the funny thing is? Is they think I'm going away. I'm not going away. I'm going to fucking drive down there tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. How are you? What's going on? I want my fucking money. I've called you cunt six fucking times. He keeps saying, see, I got to get this out on the podcast because I can't say that when I'm down there. I have to be, I have to, you know, walk in there and be like, yeah, hi. Yeah, hi, Bill Burr. Yeah, I just, I, you know, I moved out of the uh, apartment complex that you have. Yeah, and I was wondering, you know, I've called on numerous occasions. Yeah, yeah, and they haven't, yeah. Well, I'm in the area I don't want to call. Well, can, can I wait? Be- because I don't want to call. Because you fucking cunts don't call me back. Sir, you have to leave the building. Just give me my fucking money. Just give me my fucking money. That fucking place is immaculate. It's fucking immaculate. I don't know what your problem is. Anybody who came by to look at, look at it, I raved about the neighborhood, said I loved it. I tried to, to fucking get a, somebody to rent it out myself. What more can I do? Give me my fucking money. You know what I sound right now? I sound like that fucking guy in Goodfellas. Fuck him. Fuck him in his ear. I want my money. I want my fucking money. <laughs> my old landlord's going to be sitting in the back of my Prius and stick an ice pick in the back of my neck. God, I thought he'd never shut up. Um, all right. Let's go to advice for the week. Um, advice. Lady at the office wants it. Okay. Hey, Bill, I was wondering if you and the lovely Nia, if she's around, could help me with an issue I've been having the past couple of months. It has to do with a fucking lady at work. Um, So this girl started at my office a little over two months ago, and I've been training her on basically everything. So we've been spending a lot of time together. Cue the porno music. All right. Um, Now this girl is by no means a smoke show, but she is cute, and she's the type of girl who gets more attractive when you get to know her because she's pretty cool. We have a lot in common, like musical taste, and we both like the same beer, among other things. Oh, so you've obviously gone drinking, or at the very least, you've discussed, you know, going out and having a few. You know what's so funny about that, sir? You didn't even think of that question. Your dick did. Your dick is always closing. Your dick is always in a two-minute offense, you know? But you got to be careful, because just like Brett Favre, it will throw back over the middle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for a pick six. And I think that that's what you're about ready to do if you start banging some broad at work. Um, unless you have the skills. Let me finish reading this thing here. All right. Our job requires a lot of time on the road. Oh, God. This is just totally set up. Our job requires a lot of time on the road, so we have a lot of time to talk to each other while in the car. Ah, uh, you're in the car. She smells good. She's crossing her legs. How many times you got in a fucking hard on as you've been driving with her? 
trying to keep up some stupid conversation as your dick's going, do it, do it. Um, anyways, a lot of what we've been talking about is hookup, hookups and sex and what we both like and don't like. Dude, this is a layup. You're in there. And as I could have predicted, a bit of sexual tension began to arise. What do you mean you could have predicted? Dude, don't fucking play this game with me. All right? You know what you're doing. A little bit of sexual tension that you fucking created. You're steering the conversation towards this exactly like you should be doing. This is right down the checklist. By the time I get done reading this, you'll probably fucking blow a load in her. You're doing everything you can to fuck this girl. Anyways, what didn't help the situation was one day when we admitted to each other that we would bang each other if she didn't have a boyfriend. Oh, Jesus. Dude, listen, before we go any further, I totally respect what you're doing here. All right? What I don't respect is the way you're you're telling it to me as if this shit is just happening and you're not manipulating the situation, okay? You're totally manipulating the situation. This is like T-ball. This is like pussy T-ball at this point. It's just sitting right there waiting for you to knock it out of the park, and it was all because of the excellent fucking work that you've done. All right? I'm going to continue to read this. All right? But I want to tell you and everybody else, don't fucking talk to me like I'm an idiot. Yeah, you know, I guess just, you know, when I had the sexual tension because we're sitting there talking about banging. How did you get on that subject? What dumb subject was she talking about as you sat there and sort of fucking forced the conversation? You know, not forced because then she would have known. You just sort of gradually, uh, how did you do it? How did you compliment her shoes or something? You know, that's always a good thing. You know, it's a great fucking way if you're trying to figure out how to turn the topic to sex and you're, you know, you're not at a bar or anything is you actually compliment another woman that walks by. Wow, no, there's a beautiful woman. I could really, you know, and women just find that fascinating. Why? What do you like about it? Blah, 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 blah. And you start with that as the jump off point and then you're in, you know, then you're in. You're in, okay? Just don't reach out and grab her titty in a moment of fucking reflex, though, because then you'll have a problem. All right, here we go. The sexual tension only got worse as we talked as we talked about it more, saying what we would do if we ever hooked up with each other. Yeah, first of all, this girl does not love her boyfriend, and uh, yeah, yeah this, is, this is over. This is like a fucking red shoe diary at this point. Uh, meanwhile, when we are in the office, she calls me from her desk – from her desk to mine and sends me email trying to chit-chat and shit and basically flirts hardcore. Uh, see, right there, dude. Right there. Right there. You just had a meltdown in the nuclear plant. It's starting to spill over. You got to get this girl under wraps. This is bad. Uh, to the point where people have asked if there's anything going on between us. Uh, you sloppy. You're young and you're sloppy. Uh, when we're out of work, she texts me constantly, which gets a little annoying, but I'd be a liar if I didn't like it because, I mean, who doesn't like flirting with an attractive lady? You told me before that she wasn't really that attractive, but after a while, she starts getting more attractive. What, after she says she wants to suck your dick? Oh, fuck. You know what this is? This chick is like a virus, and she's already contaminated your entire workspace. This, this might be beyond my help. 
I don't even know where you're going with this. Anyways, the situation came to a head one Saturday night when she texts me saying she wants to be drunk honest with me. I literally said, oh, Jesus, to myself, why? You created this situation. And he goes, and I asked what she meant. She went on to say she wanted to make out with me because she's never felt this way about someone. And even though she loves her boyfriend, who she's about to move in with and plans on marrying, she doesn't think that making out with me is a big deal. I kind of brushed it off as a drunk text. And when she texted me the next day, I asked her if she had changed her mind. And she said no. And she still wanted to. So I asked, so I asked you this, sir. What the fuck do I do? I know it sucks to be cheated on because I've been cheated on and I don't want to do that to this dude because I've met her boyfriend once and he's a good guy. At the same time, he's not my friend. Here's where his dick comes in to argue the other side of it. <laughs> At the same time, he's not my friend and therefore I feel I need, I, I need to be loyal. I don't need to be loyal to him by not hooking up with his girlfriend. I know it'll be a sleazeball move on my part, but she's old enough to make her own decisions and she has told me it wouldn't it wouldn't affect her relationship with him. Oh Jesus, dude! Whether or not she's actually that's actually true, I won't know unless I go through with this and wait for the fallout. Exactly. Once again, she she told me she wants to do that. She wants to. All she wants to do is make out and not bang. But I know myself, and as a 23-year-old guy, making out doesn't quite do it for me anymore, so I know I'll try to go further. Let me know what you think. Thanks in advance. Love the podcast. All right, all right, all right, all right. The question you got to ask, you need to ask two questions. How much do you like your job? And two, can her boyfriend beat the shit out of you? Does he have any felony convictions or anything like that? Because this whole thing is going to blow up in your face. Um, this is a confused woman. She doesn't know what she wants to do. She doesn't know how to be in a relationship. She's fuck. She's actually using you. Um, and you guys are going to fuck. You might not fuck the first time, but you're going to fuck. And then you're going to fuck on a regular basis unless you decide you don't want to. And it's going to get weird. This is one of these girls, no matter what, it's going to get fucking weird. So, all right. I don't know what to tell you here because I, I don't know all the details, but the smart move here is to not fuck this woman. Okay? People already know there's sexual tension. So if you know she has a boyfriend, they know she has a boyfriend. And you're just going to look like a piece of shit. And the whole thing's going to blow up and it's going to be gossip. And if you have any sort of, like, desire to move up in that country, you're country that company you're really gonna fucking screw that aspect of it up um there's plenty of fucking women you're 23 years old you're in the prime of your fucking life go out and fuck somebody else all right and that whole thing there you know she's got a boyfriend and you know blah 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 blah. i agree with you that's not your fucking fault okay but the thing about it is what makes it weird is you're gonna see this girl again the next day 
and the next day and the next day. And you know what's going to happen is, you know, you're in your head, you can be like, yeah, we're just fucking because she said we're just fucking. And she said it isn't a big deal because she said it isn't a big deal. And you know what? She's gradually going to suck you into having a fucking relationship with her. And you're going to end up having to break up with somebody that you're not even going out with at fucking work. And then she's going to make your life a living hell. This fucking girl, not only could she not keep her goddamn legs close, you know she can't keep her fucking mouth shut. She's going to talk to somebody else and the whole thing's going to fucking blow up. All right? So, my advice to you is don't fuck this girl. Have a mature conversation with her and say, look, it'd be one thing if you were single, but you're not. You have a boyfriend. I feel bad. I met the guy. You want to move in with them. You want to get married. This is the way you do. Just, I just, I really find you attractive. I would really love to hook up with you, but I just, I can't, I wasn't raised that way. You just back out of it that way and just get the fuck out of it, man. I'm telling you, unless you haven't been laid in a while and you don't give a shit about your job, then just fucking bang her right on your goddamn desk in front of the security cameras, you know? Put your website, write it on your back. (laughs) And you know what? Fucking come right in her face. Give this dirty whore what she fucking deserves. You know? But other than that, I'm telling you, the downfall of men, it's our dicks. Our dicks get us in more fucking goddamn trouble than anything else. And if you can somehow... Make a rational decision despite the fucking moron shit your dick is saying. Your dick is like that diva wide receiver on the football team screaming for the ball every other play, you know? And you know goddamn well it's double coverage, okay? All you need to do is just fucking wind down the last two minutes of the game and there's your fucking douche screaming at you. What are you going to do? You know? That's a tough one. That's really a tough one. But, I'm, but you know, if you're going to break up with it, just act like you're an honorable human being and just say, I can't do it because you have a boyfriend. Just say it like you believe it and then get out of it. And, I, and you watch. You watch what happens, okay? There's still going to be fallout to that. It's just, it just feels like weird, like you're not, like, talking to me anymore. Bitch, fuck you, you psycho. You already have a situation on your hands. Please, by the, by the way, I'm actually invested in this emotionally now. I want to know what happens. Please let me know if you fuck her, if you don't fuck her, what happens, what doesn't happen, and all that. All right? Um, Jesus Christ. Jesus, that's a fucking situation. Anyways, all right. Last thing I'm going to read here. Jesus, hour and ten minutes. Here we go. Um, kill me is the last thing. So I'm 28 and work in education, and I got to tell you why there are no men in education. Not only is there no money in it, but every day I'm surrounded by these women, and they suck out my fucking life force. Don't get me wrong. Whenever I say these women, uh, you would think it would be great. Oh, don't get me wrong when I say these women. You would think it would be great. I work in a ni- at a nice college. The people are nice. There's young tail everywhere. Uh, why I took the job. Okay, all right, all right, here we go. Here's another Penn State fucking situation. Um, But every day I want to shoot myself in the fucking head. Let me tell you why. There are three men in the office. We are outnumbered 15 to 1. 
It's me, my boss, and one other dude, dude uh, who might be gay. But either way, in my office, but either way, my boss's office is on the other side of the department. So it's me and about twenty chicks, and their constant chick conversation about the stupidest crap for the majority of the day. Uh, yeah, you're basically like some woman who doesn't like sports in a sports bar and would have to listen to a bunch of idiot guys going, dude, you know, I'll tell you, if I'm the Jets, I got to be thinking they're firing on all still all day, dude, all day. You're in you're in the, the reverse of that situation. Anyways, most days I ignore it. I just sit in my little fucking cubicle. I put on my music and bang out my work. But every once in a while, some of this shit happens to infect my eardrums and mind-fuck me for the rest of the day. Case in point, today it's Monday, and I spent most of the day catching up on all the shit I didn't do. Uh, when I left the office early on – well, when I left the office early on Friday. So it was a busy day, but at 4.40, I'm caught – I'm all caught up and tired, so I'm just fucking around searching for random shit on the Internet. For my last, for my last 20 minutes, you know, when is Bill Burr coming to Seattle, etc.? Uh, while I'm trying to tune everybody out and just go through the last 20 minutes of my day of my day without committing suicide, I hear, oh, my God, that is like the greatest idea ever. I absolutely need one of those. So, OK, I find myself invested a little bit, a little bit. What could it be? The greatest idea ever? I am intrigued. I don't say shit, but I'm curious. I'm thinking you absolutely need one, huh? OK, what could it be? Maybe my girlfriend will want one. Christmas is coming up. Uh, Pretty soon, more girls join in over in the cubicle next to me. Oh, what a great idea. Oh, yeah, my friend Lizzie bought one of those. It's terrific. So I listen over my cubicle wall, and I'm like, damn it. What the fuck? It sounds great. I spent five minutes of my life totally invested. What, What could it be? Tell me, you fucking bitches. So what is it? And I look, it's a fucking scarf organizer. Eight bucks at Ikea. Look it up if you're a fan. Uh, I couldn't fucking believe it. I never get that five minutes of my life back. It's not that I'm pissed off so much because I let them pull me in to their stupid fucking chick world for a minute. But I was so invested. I am forced to retain some of this stupid shit that I hear. I mean, someday... When I'm married and my wife comes at me with some bullshit like, honey, I have too many scars. I don't know what to do. And before today, I would have said, you know what you need to do? You need a fucking coat rack. Yeah, I'll put a two by four on the wall, maybe put some nails in it. You're good to go. You can hang hats and scarves and all your shit. Problem solved. Or maybe, you know what you need? A trip to the fucking Goodwill. Get rid of some of that shit. Jesus, this guy's hardcore. But now whenever I hear some random woman bullshit like this, in the back of my mind I hear, Ikea, $8. They got the perfect part product. Somebody please kill me. Yeah, dude, that's a tough situation. Um, that's a tough – you know what? I can't even remember in all of that if you're still single or not. I guess you are still single. You know what's so funny? You know what's so funny is after I told that other guy not to bang the person at work, you should fuck one of those girls at work. You know, just take out all that angst for them wasting your time and just give them a strong seven minutes. <laughs> all right, I got nothing. What do I got? An hour and fucking 11 minutes here. Underrated, overrated for the week. Underrated. Um, beers in the shower. Nothing better than finishing the work and have finishing work and having a beer. Also, nothing better than finishing work and having a shower. Combine the two and you're the most... Rel- 
more relaxed than having a a pull without the effort of getting of getting hard. Sorry, I butchered the reading of that. Um, you know, I actually talk about uh, some guy in intervention who described starting his day drinking a beer in the shower, um, which I thought was disgusting. And by the time he was done, I was like, that's the greatest beer commercial I've ever seen in my life or heard, I should say. Uh, overrated. Taking a lady on a date to see your show. Don't get me wrong. The anti-social network comedy tour was awesome. Oh, you mean my show. You guys were fucking hilarious. But as an average dude with an average dick and a tiny bank account, all I've got to give me an edge is my sense of humor. And after a few hours of laughing her ass off at the show, she was so stretched out by the proverbial 12-inch comedy cocks that you guys are swinging, she couldn't even feel me. Uh, yeah, no, she could have, dude. You just got, you, you, she could have done it. Come on. You're going to make me feel guilty because I went up there and danced like a monkey? wasn't my fault. I opened. All right? Don't blame me. Blame those other beasts on the show. All right, that's it. Well, we kind of petered out there in the ending, didn't we? Didn't we? Oh, go fuck yourselves. That's the podcast for this week. I hope you guys, I uh, hope you enjoyed it. I hope it made you laugh. Uh, I do one of these every Monday if you're new to my uh, new to my podcast. I probably should have said that at the beginning. Um, the official podcast page of the of the Monday Morning Podcast is... Type in www.themmpodcast.com. You can send emails there. There's a donation button. We got a ringtone somewhere on there that nobody can find for some reason. Um, And that's it. DVDs. And I got new uh, Monday Morning Podcast t-shirts on billbird.com if you'd like to buy those. And if you don't, I don't give a shit, you know. I'm not trying to break your bank. I'm not trying to break your balls, you know. You want one? Fucking get one. If you don't, don't. I don't give a shit. All right, that's the podcast for this week. Let's go, Patriots. Win by 14. See you.
friend Lori Goldstein on cello. And this is our new guitar player, Pat. He's, an, he's a certified honorary punk rocker. Thank you. But he likes Queen better. <laughs> <laughs> 